everybody. Come on. Let's give the Lord some praise on the Lord's day. We ought to thank the Lord for waking us up this morning, starting us on our way. Is anybody glad to be in the house of the Lord yet one more time? Amen. For those of you who may be here for the first time, I am Pastor Robert Hamlin, the senior pastor here at Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. We just want to welcome you this morning to our in-person service, as well as our live stream service. We pray that those who are watching by live stream, uh, please text and invite your friends to join us. Amen. We are excited to have you with us on this day. The Bible says in Psalm 100 to make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, that he is God. It is he who has made us. Amen. And not we ourselves. We are his people and we are the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth through all generations. Amen. Why don't you stand with us this morning, those of you who are in person, amen. And let's lift up our voices in song because we worship him. We live. Thank you. 
Just say amen. Let's just say amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord one more time on this beautifully crafted day. You know, the Lord is a craftsman. Creates a day like none other. No one's ever seen this day before. No one's ever going to see it again. And he just does it because that's what he does. And we have to give him the praise and the glory and the honor. Let us bow our Heavenly Father, we thank you for another day. We thank you, dear Lord, that it was not the alarm clock, but it was your loving touch that woke us up this morning. We thank you, dear Lord, that you poured the breath of life into our lungs, and you gave us the blood that runs warm in the veins, dear Lord. You gave us a portion of health and strength, enough so that we could rise up and come on out to the house of the Lord. We thank you. We thank you, dear Lord, if we were hungry, there was a little bit of food in the cupboard. We thank you, dear Lord, when we was time to get clothes, there was something in the closet. We thank you, dear Lord, for shoes on our feet. We thank you, dear Lord, that our mind was regulated to say, we need to be in the house of the Lord. As you prepare us, dear Lord, we want to give thanks that you were bringing our friends from Liberty Baptist Church in Pittsburgh, over the highways and byways. A lot of things could have happened over that way, but you made it clear, and you made the path straight. And now we get to fellowship, dear Lord, one with another all day, in the morning and in the afternoon. That's your glory. And it just keeps piling on, dear Lord, and we don't want to take it for granted. We want to thank you right now. Don't care what Satan has planned, dear Lord. Your plans are greater. 
Everybody's telling us that everything is falling apart, the world is falling apart, but you're on the throne. Nothing sneaks up on you. You know all about it, dear Lord, and we're just thanking you. Asking that you would bless the ministry here. Bless the, the preacher, dear Lord, that's coming in from Pittsburgh with a word. A word that's had a little time to seize it, dear Lord, as it travels and build up what we need to hear. And when praying days are over, dear Lord, and there's no more left to be seen, we ask that we would meet us, dear Lord. Take us in your loving arms and look at us straight in the eye and say, that good and faithful servant, you've been faithful over a few things. I'm now going to make you ruler over many. We ask all of this in the righteous and holy name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And the church with one voice said, Amen. Amen. As we remain standing, today is entitled Christian Unity. Isn't that ironic? Christian Unity coming out of Psalms and 1 Corinthians. And it says this, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garments. As the dew of Hermon, and as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. For as the body is one, and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit, we are all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, Behold, I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, Because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet but one body. That there should be no schism in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. Will the member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Everyone. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Amen. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him all creatures here below. 
understanding for our congregational hymn number 325. We'll understand it better by and by. Amen.
understand it better. By and by, amen. How many of you all know that the Lord does have your back? Amen. So no matter what's going on in our lives today, know that God will see you through. Amen. What a mighty God that we serve. Amen. I want to extend a hearty welcome this morning to each of you who are here and those of you who are visiting and certainly from Liberty Baptist Church of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Amen. We are just excited and so happy to have you here with us. We are glad that you have made it. Amen. This morning. And I do know the GPS can throw you off. Amen. I told my brother Ron, we'll have a discussion later about, about getting here. <laughs> I know he's been here a number of times. Amen. When a Welcome Sister Michelle Brower, who grew up with us, amen, in Pittsburgh and uh, on our street, amen, and for our little, our little Cold Street gang, amen, that, that's when gangs were good. My sister is writing a book when gangs were good, amen, and so we are just uh, excited to have each and every one of you who are here. Listen, we had a time on last night here at the church, I want to tell you, giving God praise and glory. Choirs and soloists, dance ministry were singing from the depths of their souls. And so we're just excited and glad that you could be here on our family and friend day. We uh, certainly want our Second Baptist Church of Doylestown family to remember our church theme for 2023, that we are together in Christ. Amen. That we are together, Liberty Baptist. We are together in Christ. Those who are visiting, amen, from Colorado and other places we are together in Christ. Amen. Just a few announcements real quick that on next month we have our Second Baptist Church of Doylestown, our golf outing uh, in memory of Brother Jimmy Jones, amen, who got things started and was so instrumental here. This church that we're sitting in, he certainly uh, was a blessing in helping us to get to where we are. Uh, we have our 18th annual Golf Classic that's going to take place on Friday, August the 25th. Uh, we need to have our foursomes. Get your foursomes together and come and join us. Uh, if we'd love to have you to golf. If you can't golf with us, then uh, you can sponsor, amen, for event, or you can come out to the banquet that we have that same day at 6 o'clock p.m. There is a booth uh, right outside in the foyer, so make sure that you sign up. If you haven't signed up, make sure that you sign up for today. Amen. And as this being our families and friends day, just want to let you know that after the worship service today, we are going to have an old-fashioned picnic that's going to take place at Lake Galena, uh, Peace Valley Park, which is right down the road about 10 minutes. We, our ushers have some directions uh, to get there, so we would pray that, um, you know, you make sure that you see the ushers before you leave. They will give you directions to get there. Don't put your GPS on. <laughs> Amen. Don't put it on. It'll mess you up. But if you follow the directions that we have, you will be fine. Amen. Our scholarship ministry is sponsoring a trip to Sight and Sound out in Lancaster, PA. That is going to take place on Thursday, October the 5th. And so uh, I'm not sure how many seats they have left. Uh, but if you would like to go, please see one of the members of our scholarship ministry. They would be happy to sign you up. Amen. And then on tomorrow, our Vacation Bible School starts here at the church. Our theme this year for our young people is the 
of God and invisible side of this is cool. The armor of God is cool. Amen. Putting on the armor of God. And so that will begin uh, tomorrow night at 6.30 uh, p.m. It will run from 6.30 to 8.30, Monday through Friday. So, uh, parents, if you have not registered your children, make sure that you get them registered. Amen. Here at Second Baptist, we'd like to acknowledge those who have birthdays and wedding anniversaries during each month. And so for the month of July, we want to extend a hearty uh, happy birthday to those who are having birthdays and wedding anniversaries. And Deacon Smith has something for you. Amen. <laughs> that song. Today, any July birthdays, why don't you stand? Amen. Any July birthdays? Amen. A lot of birthdays in July. Amen. God bless you. Happy birthday to you. How about wedding anniversaries who are here uh, today? Amen. There they go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. We certainly want to wish you a happy birthday and happy wedding anniversary. I used to be able to see my courtesy screen here, but I, I don't know what happened, but I can't see the screen anymore. But we do thank and bless the Lord, amen, for the Johnsons and others, for the Limbles, amen, and, and those who are celebrating their wedding anniversary. Uh, since COVID time, we have changed how we uh, do our offering here at the church, and uh, so we're not passing a lot of things around, a lot of touching and, and things that are going on. So uh, at the back of our sanctuary, there is an offering box. So when church is over, please make sure that you just deposit your tithes and the offerings that you have for the day, and you can deposit it there. Amen. We are just grateful and thankful for what the Lord continues to do in our lives. Amen. And we just thank God for all of his blessings. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Eternal God, our Father, we thank you, Lord God, for the tithes and the offerings that will be given for today. We thank you, Lord, both for the gift and the giver. We ask, God, that you will bless those who gave and that you will bless those who had a desire to give but had it not. And so, Lord, we realize that everything we have, it belongs to you. And so, Lord God, help us to let us be cheerful givers today that we might be careful to understand that you have place these things in our possession that we might bless you and bless others. So we ask these things in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, we pray that the church say, Amen. Amen. You know, on last night, uh, our dance ministry was here and they did an awesome job. And Sister Alice, if you'll have them uh, come in, I, I tease my dance ministry. I'm always looking for them. Anytime they perform, I say, you all know what time we're supposed to to come out, so we're just uh, uh, waiting just a moment and uh, for them to, to get on in here, amen, 
and so that uh, they can worship the Lord. Let's welcome the Second Baptist Church of Doylestown anointed dancers for Christ.
not by might, not by power. Send your spirit, Lord. Amen. Come on, let's thank our anointed dancers of Second Baptist Church of Doylestown. Amen. You know, we are blessed today um, to have the Liberty Baptist Church that is here. And uh, we've been out to Pittsburgh several times, and this is the first time we've been able to have them come out. A, a thing called COVID has gotten in the way for the last uh, few years, but we're grateful and thankful that they are here with us today. So we want to welcome them, and we're going to ask for the Liberty Baptist Church Choir to come at this time. Amen. They're going to be led under the direction of Reverend Alvin Berkeley. some new choir members.
Good morning, family. Good morning, family. How's everybody doing this morning? 
the last Sunday in July. We are on the back nine of the year. Summer is coming to a close. We got another month. <laughs> now I want to welcome you again. I've got a, a fond place in my heart for Pittsburgh. Went to school at Pitt. Lived out there for 11 years, so welcome. And uh, as we get ourselves prepared for the message, please join me in prayer. Amen. Father God, we give you all the praise, honor, and glory because you are so worthy to be praised. Father, we thank you for waking us up. We thank you for giving us traveling mercies to get here. We thank you for allowing us to come together to worship you, to fellowship with one another, to make connections. Father God, just to be in your house, just to be within your presence, Father God. Father, we thank you. We just thank you for the blessings you've bestowed upon us. We thank you for the blessings you have in store for us. And we just thank you for who you are. We thank you for being you. And Father, we ask that as the message comes this morning, you give the message the words to speak. You give us the ears to hear, the heart to receive, and the courage to apply the learning going forward. And Father, if there's someone that does not know you, we ask that you reveal yourself to him so that they can understand what it's like to have a relationship with you and have everlasting life. Father, we love you. We praise you. We honor you. We ask all these things in your son's precious name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Let the church say amen. I want to thank the Liberty Baptist uh, Choir. Amen. And uh, I don't know my sister's name over there, but she towed that song up. God bless you. Beautiful gift that the Lord has given you. I want to introduce to some and present to others the Reverend Alvin Berkeley, amen, who is a pastor of the Liberty Baptist Church in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. His lovely wife, Janelle, amen. God bless you, Sister Janelle. We are happy to have you and all of those who are here. Uh, pastor Berkeley has been pastoring a long time, amen. And I believe your church started in 1979. Amen. And so he's been at it for a long time. We are just so grateful and thankful to have him here with us today. Uh, we have a great fellowship uh, between the two churches. We've been out there, uh, uh, I don't know how many times that we've been out. And, but we are so grateful and thankful that they are here today with us on our friends and family day. Uh, Pastor Berkeley is one who loves the Lord, and I know the Lord loves him. Amen. And not only that. But he is one who loves God's word and preaches God's word. Amen. I've heard Pastor Berkeley preach before, and he preaches the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's exactly what we need today. We're going to ask for our Second Baptist Church of Doylestown, our mass choir, to come. Amen. And after they sing this selection, uh, the next voice you will be hearing is that uh, none other than Reverend Alvin Berkeley the esteemed, honored, and eminent pastor of the Liberty Baptist Church of Pittsburgh. Amen.
Excellent God. Amen. Amen. He's an excellent God. Excellent is thy name in all the earth. Amen. Well, I want to thank God for being with y'all this day and uh, family and friends day. And thank you again, uh, Pastor Hammond, Walter Hammond. Amen. For the invitation that we finally can uh, get here. Amen. And, uh, and spend some time with our friends here from uh, up here in Doylestown. So we're glad to be with y'all and to celebrate your friends and family day, and uh, thank God for the grace of God. And, and uh, COVID tried to stop us, amen. amen. But uh, we was able to make it through COVID. And, amen. Amen. and then GPS tried to stop us. <laughs> Made it through GPS, amen. Well, we thank the Lord today. And, uh, and no matter what you do, uh, the enemy's job is to stop you. But amen. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. does not matter what... God's on our side. Amen. Amen. And I want to thank God again, folks, for my lovely wife, uh, uh, 30-something years there, 32. I don't, I don't want to say exactly, because if I don't get exactly, I'm in trouble. And I'm in trouble already. <laughs> but I thank the Lord for her. And uh, Mrs., would you stand just for a moment there? Everybody see you there. Thank you, Lord. And uh, then I... I I want to thank uh, for the rest of my Liberty family coming up here, and uh, all y'all from Liberty stand up there and let the folks see y'all, and let uh, y'all to travel with us, amen. So that was our choir put together, and then we had some other folks that uh, came together. Uh, they don't know, they're in the choir for good now. He ain't getting away that easy. Amen. And thank uh, Brother Ron for our van driver. Amen. And uh, Sister Pauline uh, drove the van. And uh, thank the Lord. And, uh, so we can get up here. Amen. Safely. And praise God. We pray to get back safely. In fact, I had some problems getting here. My car broke down on the road. So it's back here in, uh, I forgot, Uniontown somewhere. And, uh, and uh, I'll get it. But I, hey, what? worry about that car. Amen. If it's there, it's there. If it's gone, it's gone. Now, amen. Just get another one. That's all. God will make a, make a way, provide a way. See, we can't put our influence, uh, emphasis on physical things. We've got to put our emphasis on spiritual things so that we can uh, grow in the Lord and uh, learn to walk with Him. So, uh, so, all right. Well, if you have your Bibles today, and you can turn me down a pinch there. 
taking a little feedback there, Genesis chapter 17. And I most can assure you that my voice will begin to raise a little bit after a while. Genesis chapter 17. And again, thank uh, Dr. Hamblin for this invitation. Amen. To be with uh, the good folks of Second Baptist here at Doylestown. Amen. Go with me in your Bibles to Genesis chapter 17. <clears throat> Genesis chapter 17, and we're going to read verses 1 to 8. See, everybody know that we stand for the Word of God. Amen. And uh, we're going to read those responsibly, reading from the King James Version of the Bible. If you have it, and if not, you can just follow along with us. Genesis chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. And my title today is A Friend of God. Abraham was a friend of God. And um, what a picture. Genesis chapter 17. And when Abram was 90 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face and God talked with him saying, as for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abram, but thy name shall be Abraham. For a father of many nations have I made thee. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. And I will give unto thee and to thy seed after thee the land wherein thou art a stranger, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Amen. Let's go to the Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, again for another day, God. Thank you, Father God, for, uh, Lord, knowing that you're still on the throne, Father. And, uh, and God, you have all things, Lord, under your care today. Uh, we're, we're glad we serve a great and mighty God who has all power in his hands. And so, Father, teach us, Lord, to walk humbly with you. Teach us, Father, Lord, that we might seek your face, that we might walk in your pathway. Father, I know I can't do nothing without you, have need of you every hour. Father, I need you this morning, God, and uh, that you'll fill me with the Holy Spirit of God that I might be used of you to glorify your name. And, Father, that when we leave this place, we might be able to say, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And so, Father, I give you all the honor, glory, and praise that's through your name. And, Father, Lord, just again, have thine own way. And uh, we'll be so careful to give you the praise. For it's in Jesus' matchless name. And all God's people said, amen, amen, amen. Let's give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord today and uh, being invited again on uh, Family and Friends Day. And, uh, and so I, I thought about the topic there. And, uh, and so I, I looked at here, the Word of God talks about a friend of God. And uh, by the way, when you're saved, you are born into the family of God and you become a part of God's family. And, uh, and so uh, 
that decision is already made when you're uh, in the family of God. But I got to thinking, and uh, right, how many got somebody in your family that, you know, it, you ain't sure you really wanted them in your family? But, but they're in the family. And somebody said every family's got a black sheep in the family. Now, if you don't know who that is, then that's probably you. Because uh, all of us have somebody in the family. But my emphasis today is not going to be on the family, but it's going to be on the friend. Being a friend, because your family, you, you can't choose. You have no choice in that matter. Uh, that's what you're born with, that's what you have, and that, that's what it's going to be. But a friend, you have the, uh, the ability to make a decision about your friend. And uh, so I want to talk about the best decision you can make is to be a friend of God. So, so as we look at uh, this passage of Scripture, I want you to notice with me in verse 1 uh, here. When, uh, and when Abram was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abram and said unto him, I am the Almighty God. Now, that, that expression, Almighty God, is where we find the term El Shaddai, right? El Shaddai means what? Uh, the nourisher, the strength giver, the one who can satisfy. That is God Almighty. Amen. I am the Almighty God. And that's what he says. Walk thou before me and be thou perfect. And that word perfect means upright, don't mean sinless. But be thou perfect and I will make my covenant between me and thee and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abram fell on his face, notice again that verse uh, 3 there, and God talked with him. By the way, now, this ain't the first time that God and Abraham talked together. This is not the first time that they met together and uh, they had a meeting again uh, with God and Abraham. And you'll find that the covenant, by the way, that they took when they uh, take the uh, animals and divided them. And they had to walk down the middle of those animals, by the way. And that's where they got the term a covenant from, to cut. And, uh, and so uh, God is saying here that, Abraham, I am making a covenant with you. Look with me in verse 11 now. Verse 11, and you shall uh, hear circumcise the flesh of your foreskin, and it shall be a token of the covenant betwixt me and you. Notice he said, what a token. Now, verse 4, and for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. So, so he talks about the covenant again, right, uh, that we're uh, in covenant with Abraham. Look at verse 7 there in your Bible. And I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee, and their generations for an everlasting covenant, to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Now he talks about an everlasting covenant that uh, God said, I will have with thee. And Abraham, uh, by the way, had a close relationship with God. He was in covenant relationship with God. And the covenant, we said, is an agreement or promise where God obligates himself to do a certain thing. So God is saying, I'm putting myself under an oath that I'm going to do what I promise that I'm going to do for you. And we can thank God that God does not go back on his word. Amen. His promises are yea and amen in Christ Jesus. God does not break his promises when he makes a promise or when God makes a covenant. 
it is an everlasting covenant. And so, again, uh, and I'm just thinking about, but, but more appealing uh, than a contract or a promise is a relationship. Hmm? I want to have a relationship with you. Abraham was known as a friend of God. Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 7. And here uh, the Bible talks about, and I just might want to turn over there uh, quickly there. And, uh, and look in Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 7, because I want to get it exactly uh, as it's given to us here. And Second Chronicles 20 and verse 7, Art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of this land before thy people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever? Notice again, Abraham is what? Thy friend, the friend of God. You'll find in Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 8, he again is called God's friend. You'll find in James chapter 2 and verse 23 where he was called a friend of God, right? So notice again that term over and over again, and it makes me think about that for a moment that you and I can think about that Abraham was God's friend. Abraham was God's friend. I want to tell you, I've had some friends in my lifetime, and I thank God for every one of them, and that God has placed them out. And by the way, friendship is a gift from God. So if you've got two or three friends for a lifetime, you ought to thank God for that. Somebody can say, thank God for the friends I do got, amen. I don't have plenty, but I all thank God. I got a couple, amen, that God has given to me as a gift. And I think about the, a few friends, and I thank God for all of them, but the greatest friend you can have is to have a friend with God, to have a friend in Jesus. Blessed be the day, thank God, when I made Jesus my friend, and, and he became a, a friend, and I became a friend of God. And, and I tell you, there's no relationship greater or sweeter than a relationship that you can have with God Almighty, that you can be in the inner circle and become a friend with God. Think about you and I have the opportunity to become the friends of God. Since the creation of man, God has sought the opportunity to enjoy man, to fellowship with man, and to have this close-knit relationship. And we were made, by the way, to have fellowship with God. God created us for that purpose, that we could have oneness with God. We were made to fellowship with our Creator. God made you for Himself. Not only to know him, but to have uh, an intimate uh, uh, relationship with him. And that you and I can be intimately acquainted with God in all of his ways. Uh, uh, Philippians 3.10 says that I might know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, being made conformable unto himself, that I might be intimately acquainted with him. That's what it teaches here in the scripture. And God made you for himself. And so you think about, you know what, I want to be a friend of God. And I think, that, you know, hey, everybody ought to want to be a friend of God. How do you become a friend of God, Pastor? How can one become a friend of God? A friend of God, number one, uh, you have to know him personally. What does it mean to know God? God is real. I'm not talking about something that somebody else told you or what you heard from mama or somebody else. I'm talking about you have to have a personal relationship with God for yourself. 
And let me tell you something, by the way, uh, folks, hey, can't nothing replace that. You have to have a divine encounter with the almighty God. And when you know the almighty God, I'm saying it's going to change your life. Uh, Notice again, uh, back in uh, uh, Exodus, uh, Genesis uh, chapter 17, and notice again with me in verse 3 that we looked at before in the Bible in Genesis chapter 17. And notice at verse 3, and Abram fell on his face, and God talked with him. He fell on his face. I got got news for a lot of these folks that talk about, you know, when I see God, I'm going to tell him a thing or two. When you see God, if you see God, you will fall on your face. Amen. Or raise your hand. And say, what a mighty God, great and wonderful is the God that I serve. Hey, hey ain't nobody like him, the God that we serve. But, but again, you'll notice that Abraham fell on his face, and he knew God. And this has been a, an encounter with God. And you heard that sometimes people talk about encounters, uh, uh, close encounters. Hey, ain't no encounter like an encounter with God Almighty. When you meet God and know God for yourself. Paul had an encounter with God on the road to Damascus, right? And you remember as he was walking, and all of a sudden there was a bright sun, a light that shone upon him and knocked Saul to the ground. And he said, Lord, who art thou? And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. And it's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And, and then he said, what will thou have me to do? What, what should I do now, God? And, but he had an encounter with God. You'll remember that Moses had an encounter with God at the burning bush. And when he came, and all of a sudden there, uh, he saw the bush. It was on fire, but it was not consumed. It was not burned up. And uh, Moses then uh, heard from God. And God said, Moses, take off your shoes, for you are on holy ground, Moses. He had an encounter with God. I want to say, folks, unless you have an encounter with God, you will never be a friend of God. you you got to have a close encounter with God Almighty, that God speaks to you, and you know for yourself personally that He is your God. And as you go through life again, you need to know that, hey, I know God for myself. Ain't nobody got to tell me about it. By the way, ain't nobody got to tell me I'm saved either. Amen. I don't need nobody to tell me I'm saved because I know that I know that I know. That I'm saved. And that, that's a proven fact, again, from far as I'm concerned. And, uh, and by the way, if you say you saved and your life hasn't changed, i got to ask you, what God did you meet? Because when God comes in, your life has to be changed. It cannot remain the same. And, and uh, there's got to be a change. And, and, uh, and so you can, can't argue with me about that. And by the way, hey, when you know God, by the way, ain't nobody going to argue you out of your salvation. When you know God. And I don't care what the Buddhists say. I don't care what the Muslims say. I don't care what the black Hebrewism say. I don't care what the Jehovah Witnesses say. I know God too well for myself. Can't nobody talk me out what God has done for me. And I don't understand how somebody can allow somebody to take them away from God. I just wonder sometimes. But if you know that you know, 
you know God, by the way, nobody can talk you out of that. And when God comes in, there's a change in your life. If any man be in Christ, there's what? He's a new creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. What does it mean to have to be a friend of God, Pastor? Uh, how can I be a friend of God? you got to have a personal encounter with God. You have to be able to say, and I, and I look back, and I thank God, by the way, as a 20-year-old young man, that when God came into my life, and I was a drug uh, taking and pill-popping and, and uh, 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 coke-sniffing and uh, uh, liquor-drinking and uh, all of those other things that you can name, but, oh, God, when He came into my life, God made a change. There's no change like what God can make in your life. And I tell you, folks, I always tell people, hey, I, I, I know I'm saved, and, and I, I'm not all that I want to be, but thank God I ain't what I used to be. Amen. God came in my life. Close encounter. If you want to be a friend of God, not only uh, must you know him personally, but second of all, uh, a friend of God is someone who knows him intimately. Someone once said, a friend is someone who knows all about you and loves you anyway. Friend of somebody that when everybody else walk out, they walk in. A friend, by the way. And we're talking about being a friend of God. And, 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 and let me understand, uh, that sometimes people say, well, you know, uh, nobody knows all about me. And uh, nobody knows, you know, what I'm going through. And you hear people say that a lot of times. Of course, nobody knows everything you've gone through. Nobody knows all your pain and your hurt. And by the way, uh, sometimes we're talking about, well, you know, you just don't know me. I got news for you. You don't know yourself either. Because huh? sometimes, well, how many times we said something that we wasn't going to do, and we end up doing what we said we wasn't going to do, and the things we said we was going to do, we didn't do. I'm saying sometimes we don't even know ourselves. We don't know all about ourselves. Hey, I'm still finding out about me. I ain't got no problem knowing who God is. I can see the devil pretty clear, but, but it's that one I look in the mirror that I have a hard time with trying to figure out who he is and how he ought to operate. And I don't know, folks, if there's anybody in the room like, like me, by the way. Hey, I ain't got no problem knowing God. It's just trying to figure me out. Amen. I thank God, folks. Hey, you can keep growing in Jesus. You can keep getting closer to God. And I keep finding out. And the thing about the Christian life, I don't care how long you lived it, you never arrive. You never arrive. I, every time I think I got somewhere, God said, let me sit you down. Yeah, you, you, ain't, you ain't arrived yet. You don't know it all. And, and God enables me to know more about where my shortcomings is and what I need to get right. A friend of God. A friend of God is somebody who knows him intimately, knows how he thinks, knows what he likes, what he doesn't like. Sometimes my wife says she knows me. Sometimes she says, I know you're trying to put a move on me. I know you, Alvin. Oh, yeah, I guess so. You know me pretty good. Listen to what God said. Genesis chapter 18 and verse 19. Therefore, I know him that he will command his children and his household after him. Notice what God said. I know him and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. And so God said, hey, Abraham, I know him. And what he knows about Abraham, that Abraham will do what God tells him to do. 
Abraham, I know he, uh, I know he's going to act a certain way. I know he's going to do a certain thing. I know he's going to bring up his children in the way of the Lord because everything I tell Abraham, Abraham tells to his children and, and so that they too might know and walk with God. Abraham was a friend of God. Listen, to be a friend of God, you're going to have to know how he thinks. You're going to have to know how he feels. You have to know what he likes and what he don't like. You got, I'm saying if you want to be a friend of God, you, you have to know him. You have to get close to him. You have to walk with him. One thing, some things I know about God, I know, number one, that God loves righteousness. He loves righteousness. He is the righteous God that loves righteousness. Not only that, I know that God has mercy. Thank God he has mercy. It's amazing sometimes how we want God to have mercy on every, uh, on us, but not on everybody else. Get them, God. Get them. No, y'all thank God if he's going to get somebody, you thank God he ain't starting with us. Amen. Have mercy, God. Have mercy on me. He's a God that has mercy. Thank God he's a God who is slow to anger. And man, I'm, I'm telling you a lot of, uh, I, I, I tell people, folks, hey, if I was God, uh, half of y'all wouldn't be in this church. I've been put y'all out. Huh? Come on, right? Hey, yeah, right? I, I know I don't even want to think like that, uh, uh, Dr. Hamlin. <laughs> but, but God is long-suffering. God is patient. He can put up with a lot of mess. Amen. He can put up with a lot, whereas you and I, we have short tempers, but God can put up with things. I know God loves sinners. For God so what loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever what believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God loves sinners. Ain't you glad about that? God loves sinners. In the New Testament, one of the accusations that the Pharisees and religious leaders brought against Jesus was that he was a friend of publican and sinners. That's what they said about Jesus. Oh, I thank God he was a friend of publicans and sinners. When I heard the, the state was looking for a slogan to attract tourists uh, here in Pennsylvania, they came up with the, uh, the slogan, you have a friend in Pennsylvania. I got something better than that. You got a friend in Jesus. You got a friend in Jesus. He wants to be your friend. He wants to uh, have a close relationship with you. And, and so I found a friend. Oh, such a friend. He loved me here. I knew him. He drew me with cords of love. And thus he bound me to him. Oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs are bare. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. A friend of God knows him. Look in Genesis chapter 18. Uh, go with me back to verse 17. Genesis 18 and verse 17. Notice uh, there again, uh, he says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? He said, uh, I'm not going to hide from Abraham what I'm about to do. I'm going to let Abraham know what I'm doing. I'm going to tell him what I'm doing. I'm telling him what I'm thinking. I'm telling him what I'm planning. And uh, I, Abraham, because you're my friend, let me tell you some things. Let me pull you into the secret place. 
where we uh, learn what God's plan is. And you might remember, by the way, uh, Moses, the Bible said uh, uh, he, he let the other people know uh, what he's doing, but he gave Moses his ways. He told Moses exactly what way he was going to go. And you might remember the story in 2 Kings, in chapter 11, verses 8 to 12, about the Syrian king that was wondering that they were about to attack the people of Israel. And, uh, and every time they got ready to attack, and they set up a little ambush for the people of Israel, and God would tell Elisha about what was going on. And he said, don't go that way because they're waiting down there for you. And all of a sudden, the king of Syria said, who in the world amongst us keeps telling uh, the enemies what's going on? Who, uh, who's it? Who is it? And one of them said, it ain't nobody, it's God. He, he's letting them know our plans. He's letting them know what's going on. Hey, every one of us today got an enemy who's trying to destroy your life and wreck and ruin everything about you. But we got a God in heaven that says, I know the plans of the enemy. And I know where to turn you around. I know where to keep you still. I know how to guide you around the traps that the enemy have for you. We got an almighty God who knows the ins and the outs of our enemy who's trying to destroy us. And thank God today, folks, what a faithful God we serve, that, that he knows uh, where we are and what we're going through. And, and here he says again, uh, he said, Abraham, he said, I'm going to let you know what I'm doing. And Abraham, I'm not going to hide anything from you because, Abraham, you're my friend. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. And sometimes, folks, I know we'd be going through a lot of things and and, uh, you know, but God will see you through. God's going to get you through. I heard the preacher at one time, uh, one of the uh, men at church, uh, uh, he came home from church. And when he came home from church, he was upset and, and said, I ain't going back to that church no more. And he said, well, what do you mean? He said, I'm not going back. And his wife said, you, you go back. He said, no, I ain't. I don't like them and they don't like me. I ain't going back. He said, you'll be back. Well, what makes you so sure that I'm going back? He said, honey, because you're the pastor. <laughs> Amen. You know, pastors, we feel that way sometimes, too. <laughs> Amen. See, y'all think that just happened to, to regular folks. That happened to us, too. <laughs> A friend of God is someone who will go out of their way to do or help or please a friend. Someone said, uh, a request from a friend is a royal command. If my friend's in trouble, then I'm in trouble. I got to help him. If it's in my power, no matter the distance, no matter the price, no matter the cost, if my friend's in trouble, then I got to help the best I know how. Genesis 22, and I want you to look at one more passage of Scripture in Genesis chapter 22. And, uh, and there's, we're talking about paying a price of friendship because there is a price in friendship. By the way, any relationship, there's a price to be paid. And it's a price to be paid to walk with God and know God and to be a friend with God. Look with me in Genesis 22. And, and it came to pass after these things that God did test Abraham and said unto Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into a land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. And Abraham rose up early in the morning, 
and uh, saddled his ass and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went unto the place of which God had told him of. And, and I always think about that story that uh, Abraham got up early, got his son, right, and took him. And I'll tell people he didn't tell Sarah what he was doing. Because if he would have told Sarah, she said, you ain't taking my boy nowhere. You can forget that, right? But, but Abraham got up and, and got on the business, right? Because he knew what Sarah would have said. So, so he, he got up there in the, uh, verse uh, 4. And then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the ass, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it upon Isaac. By the way, that's the picture of the cross. Jesus had to carry the cross up to the hill, by the way, and uh, put it on uh, Isaac. He took the fire uh, in his hand and a knife, and they went both of them together. And Isaac spake unto Abraham and, and, and his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And verse 8 says, And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself. Amen. As a burnt offering, God will provide himself. That's where Jesus comes as the Lamb of God. I just want you to tell somebody, by the way, God will provide. And if you just can learn, uh, turn to somebody, tell them God will provide. He's a faithful God. He will provide. He knows what you have need of when you when you need it. And, and Abraham uh, then took uh, Abraham up and they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac, his son, and laid them on the altar upon the wood. And by the way, I don't think that Isaac was a little uh, uh, 10 or 11 year old. I think uh, at this time Isaac was a teenager. And, uh, uh, and he could have pushed his old man out of here and said, what's wrong with you? Uh, are you crazy, Dad? You done lost your mind. And you, you want me to offer me up as a sacrifice? But old Isaac was a picture of the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, who willingly laid down his life. Nobody took it from him. He laid it down willingly and freely of himself. And he said, uh, Abraham stretched forth his hand, took the knife to slay his son. An angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here am I. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything uh, unto him. For now I know, there it goes, I know that thou Wilt not withhold thy son, thy only son, from me. Abraham believed that even if he slew his son Isaac, that God could raise him up again. Amen. That, hey, even if I killed him, God would raise him up again. And, and uh, that's what Abraham believed. But he was able to offer up his only son. He was saying, God, I give you my all. I give you my best. I give you the closest thing to my heart, to that which is dear to me. God, I'm giving you everything that I have. It's yours. And Abraham was not holding anything back from God. And that's what you have to know, that you're, uh, if you're going to be a friend of God, you can't hold back on him. You can't hold nothing back on God. You know, sometimes we say, oh, I want to serve God, but this part of my life, God, uh, I, I can't let you in on that. I'm going to serve God, but this part of my life, God, I can't let you in on that. No, God wants it all. 
He wants everything that you have. He wants, he wants everything about you. God said, I want you to be an open book that I can open you up and, and look inside. And anything I want to take out, I can take out. And anything I want to put in, I can put in. But I'm saying, if you're going to be a friend of God, you can't have no reserves that you're holding out on God. You've got to give them your all if you want to be a friend with God. And here he's already gave his son. Let me tell you, a friend of God will not hold back on it. Say, God, hey, you got me. And I want to just say, folks, say, you don't have to be much. But if you put yourself in God's hands and let God use you, God can work a miracle, amen, with a little bit of nothing, amen. He don't need much. Come on, somebody. He don't need much. But if we just give it to God and place it in his hands. John, Romans 8.32 says, he, he who spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God said, if I gave you my son, I wouldn't hold anything else from, from you. If I gave you my son, I'm not going to hold out anything else. Because I gave my best when I gave my son. Therefore, if anything else you need, God say, I'll provide it. I'll take care of it. God will give you money when you need money. God will give you a job when you don't have a job. God will give you peace when you don't have peace. Amen. Peace in the midst of the storm. God can give you joy when you feel like something inside saying, hey, I should be sad. I should be down. I should be discouraged. But down inside, there's a joy flooding in my soul. I, I can't help but to rejoice. I can't help but praise God because while God is working on the inside, God will give joy when we need it. God will provide that whatever it might be, God has already shown himself to be a friend to us. The question is, are we going to be a friend to God? Are you going to be a friend to God? Amen. See, you can't be a friend of the world because if you're a friend of the world, you're the enemy of God. You got to say, hey, I'm cutting that stuff out. I'm, I'm going on with Jesus. Yes, Amen. I started out, and I ain't going back. Amen. I might get a little slow sometimes. I might get a little tired. But I'm going to keep pressing my way. Thank God. Because I got a friend in Jesus. What a friend I got in Jesus. And you got, let's give God praise in the house of God. Come on, somebody. Stand up on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. He's already shown himself to be our friend. Now, we got to be a friend to God. We got God is looking for some friends today. He's looking for somebody to say, hey, hey, if you want to be a friend with God, you first of all got to have a personal relationship with him. You got to have an encounter with God. And then you got to grow intimately, God. Start learning how he thinks. Read your Bible. Get in your word. Know how God thinks. So you'll know what you'll do in a certain situation. And in that time, by the way, you would just say, hey, God says, give me y'all. And I know that God has already given his all for us. He wants you to be his friend. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I, I'd like to open up today. If you're here today, if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, oh, you need to know, folks, there's no no way you can get to heaven without Jesus. We invite you to come today. If there's one to say, hey, I know I need the Lord in my life. Pastor, I know I, I, I might be in a church goer. I, I might be a pretty good person, but 
if to die without Jesus is to die lost. But maybe today there's somebody that's saying, Pastor, hey, I'm ready to be a friend with God. I've been holding out. Maybe you want to come to the altar. I don't know. Just say, use the altar. Get on your knees and say, God, I'm ready to give you my all. I'm ready to let you have everything in my life. I want you to have first place in my life. Nothing between my soul and the Savior. Not of this earth, this worldly things. Jesus is first. There's nothing between. That's what we need to know. Because God wants to know you he as he knows you he wants you to know him to intimately have a relationship with god if there's one today say hey i i need to make a change i need to make that intimacy with god a priority in my life if you want to come you you're somebody here pray with you god said hey i need him in my life somebody said what a mighty god we serve what a mighty god we serve Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God. Thank God. I I hope that the Lord can look down at me and say, that's a friend of mine. That's a friend of mine. And I know you want the same thing for your life. Say that God can look down and say, that's one of my friends. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Come on, let's thank the Lord for Reverend Berkeley today. Amen. Are you a friend of God? Amen. We want to thank Pastor Berkeley and the Liberty Baptist Church. Amen. For joining us on today. Uh, after service, we have a old-fashioned picnic uh, at Peace Valley Park. Uh, before you leave, we have directions uh, for a see one of the ushers uh, in the back and they'll be happy to give you directions amen and we are looking forward to just having a good time a fellowship one with another so uh, we just want to let you know that we thank God for each and every one of you thank God for this friends and family day amen what a mighty God church we serve come on let's give the Lord praise Oh, my God.
now as we close. Father, we pray that you'll continue to be with each one, God. Give us your strength. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost rest and abide with you forever. As we leave this place, may we know we'll never leave your presence because you promised to be with us always, even unto the ends of the age. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless the second.